Hey, you're listening to Podcast Rewind with Erica Jarvis and Amy Randolph. This is the podcast about all of the podcasts that we just can't stop listening to. Enjoy! everybody. Welcome to Podcast Rewind. My name is Amy Randolph, one of your hosts. You can follow me online at I'm Amy Randolph on the Instagram or Twitter and sitting across the podcast table from me. Hey everybody, my name is Erica Jarvis, the other half of Podcast Rewind. As always, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Erica Jarvis and you can find our show yes. on the social media. The show. What's this show called again? Podcast Rewind. Podcast Rewind. The podcast about all the podcasts. podcasts. We just can't <laughs> stop listening to or talking about or Instagramming about, and you can find us at Podcast RWD on Instagram and Twitter. That is absolutely right. So, if this is your first time listening to Podcast Rewind, hi. Welcome. Welcome. Where have you been? Yeah, we missed um, you. It's been 24 whole episodes. How did you not find us yet? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But we do have a serious love for podcasts. Um, we have a love for pop culture and yep. all things surrounding it. Eric and I have been best friends for a long time long at this point, and so we decided to start a show where we talk about one of our favorite obsessions, which is podcasts. podcasts. That's right. And while we do that, we like to have a, a bit beverage. of an adult beverage. Cheers. Cheers. So that brings us to Drink of the Week. I'm having Sam Adams Rebel IPI. You love that one. I feel like that's your go-to beer sometimes. It's kind of my favorite beer right now. Yeah. Well, though, my real-life uh, favorite beer, Oberon from Bell's Brewery, was just released last week. So I've got to get my mitts on one of those. Congratulations! Soon. You should get yourself a little pony keg of that and just keep it in the fridge. You really should. Yeah, that's but a great idea. I'm drinking a Corona Light. It has been a heavy couple of days of drinking for me, so <laughs> I'm, you know, it's like water. It really is. You're not even like there's no lime, so you're just going straight. No, up. I wanted limes, but Publix is closed because today's Easter. Well, he is risen, Erica. He is risen, and he is not grocery shopping. And you cannot get limes today. <laughs> no, I cannot. Um, by the way, happy Easter. Yes. Happy April Fool's Day. Passover, whatever you are celebrating out there. That's right. We were discussing earlier, like, whether or not I'm important enough for anyone to plan a prank against me. <laughs> and and God, it's now, yeah, I don't think we are. <laughs> no, it's now 6 o'clock, and so far, no pranks. No pranks, no so. nothing. Just feel a little unloved, but okay. People are very busy with so many other things, like Easter, Passover, sure, getting ready for the work week. Nobody has time for a good old prank. I guess. Let's hope this podcast isn't a massive joke. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. Um, All right. We also like to let each other know what we're obsessed with on the podcast. So you want to go? What you got? Yeah, sure. So we do this segment to kind of help bring you into our world of... Not just always everything is about podcasts. There are other things we do like and do like to talk about. That's right. Um, I guess I'm just going to go with the fact that I'm obsessed with the fact last Thursday was my birthday. And yes. so just happy so birthday. much birthday love coming from everybody on Facebook. Hence the heavy drinking. Hence the heavy drinking. Lots of happy hours. Lots of beverages. Was home with the family last night. That it included. I mean, we were doing tequila shots by 3.30. Hell Yeah. <laughs> So, at one point in time before dinner, my mom was like, oh, are you going to stick with beer? I'm like, oh, I haven't even started drinking yet. And she like looked at me. I was like, <laughs> do the two shots I had earlier count? And she was like, yeah. Sippy beverages don't, you know, like, that's what really counts as drinking when you're like yeah. chain drinking. Doing shots with your dad and your brother at 3 o'clock on a Saturday don't count. No, that's just normal life. Yeah, so no, it's been a great couple of days with friends and family and just receiving so much love and flowers and all of this stuff. My room smells yes. like... A floral shop. It's awesome. I'm mad at that. <laughs> no, definitely not. So no. I'm riding that high. Cool. How about you? What's going on? I am obsessed. I have a story to tell you. Okay. But first I have to mention that I just watched the reboot first episodes of Roseanne yeah. on demand. I'm obsessed. I, ugh, it's like an old friend coming over. Well, question. Yeah. Will and Grace reboot or Roseanne reboot? Now, granted, Will and Grace, we've had way more episodes of. Yes. Um, you know, I like the Will and Grace reboot. Yeah. I think it's, I, it's like apples and oranges. They're it so is. very different shows. But I think as a kid, I did watch Roseanne more. And okay. it was more of something that I watched with my family. Yeah. But like, Will and Grace, I really watched more in college. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, so I, I think I have to go Roseanne. Gotcha. Um, but here's the story that I've got to tell you that I'm obsessed with. Okay. Okay, so you know me. Yep, I, I have do. a knack for 
being out by myself in the world and finding myself in weird other couples problems. Yeah, um, you really do. And I, I really don't know do. how you stumble upon these things. I, so it happened again yesterday. Well, can we, so the first one is the big one that we do reference pretty often. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to go there. So okay. there's this like establishment that I go to when I'm out doing my Saturday errands. I like to stop off and give myself, you know, like a little lunch and have a couple of drinks. I have no problem being out in public and drinking alone. I don't know. Maybe I, that's a that's a warning sign. Your AA sponsor will tell you if that's good or bad. Yeah, but I, I have no problem with it. In fact, I really like to go out in public by myself. And I, like, either my phone or I'll bring, like, a tablet with me. Yeah. Honestly, I get my banking done. Yeah. I, like, sort through my emails for the week, catch up on whatever life yeah. stuff I need to do. Yesterday I was online shopping and stuff. Nice. So, anyway, I do this, you know, here and there. And a few, maybe a couple of years, a year-ish oh, or so ago. 100%, two-ish totally, years ago. Totally, totally caught this guy cheating on his wife. Super hardcore. So the couple comes and they sit down next to me. And they're not talking to me or anything, but... Um, like they had talked about how I think they had just been at a Lowe's or someplace and they were comparing which outdoor, um, pergola kind of type of thing to buy and seemed like a normal couple, but his phone kept going off and he would pick it up and hold it away from her, but therefore towards me. And they were a little bit older. So we Uh had like giant print font on his phone and I am watching him text back and forth with clearly his mistress. And the mistress is mad as hell, mad as hell that he has not talked to her enough recently. She's not seen a lot of him recently. And like the wife goes to the bathroom. He's furiously responding and then putting the phone down. But I'm seeing all of it because he's aiming the phone directly at me. So the wife doesn't see. And I was like, Oh my God. So good. So yesterday, day it happens again I mean do you think about that couple as often as I do <laughs> <laughs> I think about it every time pretty much anytime I'm like anywhere near like a cheating thing I'm like uh-huh. I wonder if he's as careless as to like point his phone <laughs> yeah. at strangers out in public yeah I thought about ratting him out but just not my beeswax now okay so yesterday I go to the same place and this couple was already there and as soon as I sit down this fright breaks out between the two of them I'm what? like here we go again but it yes. turned out they were fighting over her not believing his terrorist conspiracy theories. Huh? And he had, he was so mad at her because he had thoroughly researched these on the <laughs> internet. And how dare she not? And she's like, I just don't know. And he's like, I'm telling you. It's amazing. And they're shouting at the bar. And then the fight moved from there to why she was right that he needed to buy new pillows. And what? so we go from t- uh, conspiracy theories over terrorism to pillows. And then he shouts out, that is not why you got your UTI. <laughs> and I was done. <laughs> I was like, these people are in public. They're I don't in- think they thought they were in public. No, but I mean, it was blatant. It was obnoxious. And it was also like being in my very own reality TV show being put on just for me. I mean, like, is Ashton Kutcher coming out? Uh-huh. I might being punked. Well, you did want to be pranked. I did. <laughs> Keep a day early, I it guess. Be two questions. Yes. Yeah, yeah. One, has she seen a doctor and is she taking anything for her UTI? I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Two... What were his terrorist conspiracy theories? Was he sharing them loudly enough, or was it just no, like at first, he was mad at her for not yeah. paying attention and taking them seriously? I mean, at first, I heard them just talking, and I didn't hear what they were talking about, nor yeah. did I care. No. It's like they started fighting about how they fight, is yeah. why he... And then I realized what he had been trying to tell her, because uh-huh. he was saying things like, well, I've looked it up on the internet. I didn't just see it on Facebook. I've read through this. Facebook and you, is the internet. You know I do this. And, and then I hear him, I heard him say, like, terrorist conspiracy theories a couple times, so I figured it out. So I don't know what his point of view was, oh, man, necessarily. But aren't you a little upset you don't know them? Um, just I'm like, perfectly happy not knowing them, because he seemed batshit and, like, a dick. Yeah, well, yeah. But you've never come across couples that are lovely and having a great time, and then, like, Invite you to be like part of their dinner or so, anything. Thank God they didn't ask my opinion. In fact, I slid down a chair once one opened up, and I know that they noticed, but I did not care. No, did well, not care. You just shouldn't have to. I was trying to be out of the line of fire. Oh my God, that's so amazing. Oh, that's awesome. Hey. Yeah, I find myself in these situations, and especially always at that one restaurant. I know. <laughs> um, and so now I've put those folks on blast. If they're rewinders, they know who they are. They know who they are. They know what they. <laughs> they did. know what they did. That's so good. <laughs> All right. You want to talk about podcasts? I would love to talk about some podcasts. Okay. Um, I have, okay. I have like, this is not quite a pop-up. Okay. But I have something up for discussion. Okay. For podcast related. So like, you remember high school, right? You were yeah. there. What would you say on MTV, the most 
popular reality show from like our seniorish year of high school? What would you say it is? Um, I'm gonna say Real World Road Rules. Okay, those are good. So thank you. TRL like, also. Uh, obviously. And then I guess by that point, everything was reality TV. There were very few like actual music videos even Correct. back then. But okay, think, think, think like I'm at home with a family and it's a, okay, the Osbournes. Oh, sorry. I was making it too hard. She said like, oh, okay, yeah, the yes. Osbournes, oh, like newlyweds, the, that right, genre. Right, yeah, yeah, that genre. Yeah. yeah, so we all the love newlyweds with Nick and Jessica, but like that one kind of slow built, yeah. you know, to being really popular. I mean, and then she made the chicken in the tuna yeah. reference and then we all had to watch to see what she was going to fucking uh-huh. say. But the Osbournes, that thing oh exploded. For sure. Everybody was watching it by the second episode. Yeah. It was, was so popular. To accept Kelly as a celebrity for doing I'm not yeah, sure what. Yeah, exactly. Weird shit happened after that. Like, who thought Jack Osborne would clean up and you yeah. know, have a family and charities that he runs and stuff yeah. now? I well, mean, he got sick. That's probably part of it. But yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so what we about all the Osbournes? Loved it. Okay. They have a podcast. <gasps> They're back. I don't think I could hear that. Well. <laughs> I mean, watching it. Okay, but he's such a mumbler. So we, yes, he, he still is quite a mumbler. <laughs> great, great. Um, they have a podcast now called uh, called The Osbournes. Okay, and it's if you look at the logo, it's the same font that their show was. Oh, oh, I know exactly what you're talking yes, about. Just yeah. think about the show; it looks the same. It's the four of them: Jack, Kelly, Sharon, and Ozzy. And mm, I think they're trying to recapture uh-huh. that that fame that they had, but. I, unfortunately, did not dig that podcast. Gosh, it's really so funny considering, like, just an hour ago you were watching Roseanne. It's like I know, that right? It's the only thing that you watch on TV. I wanted that nostalgia back, uh-huh. and I didn't feel... Maybe what were they talking about? Like they were talking about. I didn't Justin even, and Selena's latest break <laughs> or <quite>. like politics. <laughs> um, you know the episode that I listened to, which honestly I didn't finish all of the way. But they were just talking about them, talking about what was your what's your week like, what's your week like. And then they okay. brought Jim Norton, the comedian, on yeah. to kind of interview them. So he asked a lot of questions about what it was like for Jack and Kelly not having been celebrities, um, even though their, yeah. their parents were, what it was like for them. They talked about, you know, being bullied in the press mm-hmm. and, you know, having to grow up on television. Yeah. And, you know, like, it's interesting, I guess. I guess. But that... Uh, maybe it's because everybody is sober now and they're all, yeah. you know... Like, a, Kelly and Jack grew up to be real people, you know, members of society. It just didn't, the same charm from yeah. that show was definitely not there. And I don't think I'm going to keep up with the podcast. But for anybody that wants to try it out themselves, you know. Go for it. Go for it. Well. I was bummed. Yeah? Yeah. How many episodes did you give it? One. Okay. Listen, you know, sometimes it you have to, to give know. it a, Yeah. The spark wasn't there for me. I can totally understand that. Sometimes you're listening and you're like, okay, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe it's a subject matter and you give it another go. But then sometimes you can just know right off the bat, like, I can't listen to that, regardless of what the content is. Uh, I think that, too. And not only is he a mumbler, but I forgot how high-pitched and weird Sharon's voice Uh is. And Jack and Kelly's, you know, accents are really pretty thick. Yes. I guess something about maybe having them on television and watching it kind of dulls some of that. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. But having only to listen Listen, to it. No. Ooh, not, nope, not for me. Well, can I... Jump off of that 90s nostalgia yes. and tell you about bunny ears. Mm-hmm. So, sure. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. <laughs> bunny ears. Is this a gay bunny, like in Mike Pence's book? Um, uh, Maybe they're <laughs> fluid. I don't know. Bunny ears is Macaulay Culkin and his best friend, Matt Cohn. Stop. No. And their whole thing is it's a weekly discussion of things, stuff, and things. And like, you just <laughs> don't know what you're going to get with Oh, that. Macaulay Culkin. And it's interesting because the guys <coughs> sound so similar. Whereas okay. I know I think our voices can sound a lot alike, but once I hear us back on this podcast, uh-huh. I'm like, oh, that's me. And oh, ugh, sorry, guys. I have to hear <laughs> this. But um, Macaulay Culkin has, I would say in the last two months, kind of popped back up into pop culture in a really hilarious way. Like, I don't know if you know, he decided to live tweet the Oscars, I but not watch this. the Oscars. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was actually really, really funny. Uh-huh. And so, like, for him, he was like, best, you know, score goes to, and it was like the Philadelphia Eagles versus the, <laughs> the Patriots. He's like, this is my winner for best score. 
So, and at the end of him live tweeting, like, the whole Oscars, he was like, if you thought this was funny, then you're probably really going to love my new podcast, Bunny Ears. So they kind of, like, it was so brilliant because people were really interested in what he was tweeting about that night. So um, I gave it a listen because I was doing a lot of driving the past couple of days. I listened to their March 14th episode with Anna Ferris, and that was uh-huh. really funny And because she's also got her own podcast, Unqualified with Anna Ferris. It's interesting listening to podcasters with other podcasters. Yeah, I wonder what she's pushing because she was on Dak Shepard this week. I was too. just about to say, and then yeah. I listened to a little bit of her on Dak Shepard, and I'm not sure. Maybe Mom is back. Um, I don't know if there's a new movie. She wrote a book, like, but I think that's been out for a while. Um, maybe it's just out though. I think we knew about yeah. the book, so maybe that's what it is. Maybe maybe it's the 10th anniversary of Just Friends. Like, no. <laughs> um, but it was really funny, and the guys are really clever, and um. When they were like, okay, guys, we've got some feedback, you know, from you guys that you don't know whose voice is what. So fucking figure it out because <laughs> one of us isn't going to talk in a British accent to make it better for yeah, you. You can announce yourself every time you start talking. Exactly. Um, but their episode with Anna Ferris was interesting. If you like the Animaniacs going off of the 90s nostalgia again, mm-hmm. there's a whole deep conversation they have about Animaniacs because they were like, you have to remember somebody went into a, a room and went like, all right. It's three cat monster thingies. They maybe look like dogs. Yeah. And they live in the water tower on Porter Brothers' yeah. lot. And yeah. It was a weird little show, but we all loved it. We absolutely loved it. And it was funny because they were, like, going to try to pitch it to Anna. Because, like, on her show, she has, like, a character she'll do as, like, an entertainment person. Mm-hmm. And um, pulls it out a lot with her sidekick, Sim. And she did it again on their show. So it was kind of, like, a little bit of a full circle. If you listen to Unqualified with Anna Faris, you would like this episode. But it did make me laugh because last night when I was talking to my parents, we were talking about silly TV shows or something. And I was like, I always just laugh to myself and think somebody went into a conference room at Disney <laughs> Channel and went, all right, guys, Here's what it's a doing. dog. He has a blog. End of sentence. And people were like, fuck yes. Greenlight. Greenlight. Go. Yeah. So, like, looking back on Animaniacs, it's like, not only did they greenlight it, but they had to draw it. <laughs> like, go all those steps. But anyway, Bunny's Ears, it was really pretty funny. The guys are good. Any idea why the show is called Bunny Ears? I don't know, but I know they wear bunny ears during the show, and I think Macaulay Culkin has a production company called Bunny Ears. Okay. Otherwise, that seems super unnecessary. I know. Well, they were talking also, about... It's a they podcast. had a conversation when they were talking about, like, odd jobs and stuff, and so, like, Anna Ferris was like, I didn't start acting until I was older, you know, went to school and stuff like that, yeah. and then I started acting... And so she was talking about weird odd jobs she had, and they were like, oh, Macaulay Culkin, any odd jobs for you? He's like, no, man. I mean, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York was weird, but... <laughs> Wait, Trump on. He talked about that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he was like, everyone has been asking me lately, what was it like to work with Trump? He's like, oh, I was like nine. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> He's like, he seemed fine back then. <laughs> so I liked it, actually. It was a pretty funny podcast. Interesting. Um, I have a little pop-up for you. Sure. I listened to a new one that I've actually listened to several episodes of now over the past couple of weeks. It's a podcast called Death, Sex, and Money. And it's not true crime. Oh, okay. It's basically um, those three topics, I think, drive so much of our lives. I agree. And what, you know, what we want out of life uh-huh. and how we go about getting it, death, sex, and money. Yep. Um, they are actually um, from WNYC Studios. Okay. And they had a series called Opportunity Costs, uh-huh. which they did in conjunction with BuzzFeed. Okay. So BuzzFeed was releasing these stories as articles. Whoa, there goes a podcast oh, mic. Oh, man, the mic, mic fell. fell. Right into our boobs, everybody. You guys all heard what Erica's boobs sound like just a second ago. Hi, Dad. Hi. <laughs> um, so anyway, the host is Anna Sale, and the Opportunity Costs episode that I listened to was called Friends and Fertility. Okay. So it's super interesting. It's about two friends in their 40s and, who live in Chicago who are from very different financial situations uh-huh. and how that has affected their fertility and oh. therefore their friendship. Ooh. So the two friends are Christine, uh, who's 42, by the way, uh, and then the other friend is Kat. Christine and Kat met when they were, met when they were uh, in college together and it just immediately clicked and they've been best friends ever since. Kat's family was pretty upper middle class. Christine's mm-hmm. was very much working class. And then Kat married a pretty wealthy guy, so she's always been wealthy. Yeah. And Kat, or Christine, worked somebody, or married somebody also in the working class. So they've okay. always been in their classes, but they've always been good friends. Uh, so Christine and her husband work in theater. <laughs> <laughs> she is a uh, set carpenter in Chicago. Uh, and Kat, I don't even know what Kat does. She may not work. Oh, okay. Um, but 
both of them, uh, after getting married, they were, you know, in each other's weddings, yeah. stayed really close, uh, both experienced issues naturally getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. And Christine, who's now 42, doesn't have children still. And Kat has two. So Kat and her husband were able to afford the adoption process, a private oh, adoption. Okay. And in fact, the night that they got the call that they were going to get a baby, they celebrated and got pregnant. <gasps> so they have basically like Irish twins now. Oh, shit. Yeah. And so, you know, they talked about just how that how they've kept their friendship together. Not even just about children, but, you know, Christine says it's even weird when Kat calls her up and wants to hang out, and she has to go, gosh, do I have the $40? Yeah. Where, and, you know, situations where they were all on a big trip, and Kat was planning everything, and booking hotels and cabins or whatever. I think they were going to the beach. Yeah. And Christine said something like, well, how are we going to split this up? And she's like, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just move on without realizing it matters. It matters. Yeah. And I I don't think I've ever had a very close friend with extreme financial differences no, yeah. than me. I mean, maybe a little bit one way yeah. or the other. But it was, it was just interesting. And it was really touching, too, when Christine was talking about how much she, you know, had to deal with seeing Kat have everything really uh-huh. only because of finances yeah. and trying to still be happy for her. You have money and children, and mm-hmm. I don't have those things, but I still have to be happy for you. Yeah. And, you know, Kat carries this guilt whenever she, you know, thinks about Christine knowing that she wants, yeah, you know. she has. Yeah. Man, that's Super so interesting. Now, how was this told? Interviews back and forth with the women. Uh, yeah, the host Chris, uh, the host Anna Sale, kind of uh, interviews them both. She okay. interviewed them individually and together. Cat um, wrote into the show oh, okay. when she saw either on NY WNYC Studios webpage or maybe on BuzzFeed that they were looking for stories. Okay, yeah. Cat uh, wrote in, so that's how they got a hold of them. Crazy. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of other really good ones in the series. Like I said, the podcast is called Death, Sex, and Money. But then they had this, like, six-part series called uh-huh. Opportunity Cost. I listened to one about a woman who was married to a very wealthy man, and he divorced her to marry somebody younger, and she did not get a good settlement oh, at no. all, and had the hardship that she, you know, was going through, and, and had her children were going through, and how differently her life changed just based on, you know, losing money. Wow. Um, there, was some, there was some other really good ones, too, nice. like one about a woman who found out late in life that her father wasn't her biological father. She'd been a test tube baby. So she was raised by her parents, but she didn't know that they had to go get somebody else's juice to make her and finds out later. Yeah. Just really mess with you. Yeah. Super interesting. Like, Personal, it's sort of like this American life. Oh, I like. I that. would say death, sex, and money is. Yeah, I really, think really. I've cool. seen that on iTunes, and just makes me think of Dirty, Sexy, Money, that TV show from forever ago. <laughs> yeah, I can see why. Yes, um, it's not that though. Give it a shot. There is a lot of, and they're all about 25, 30 minutes, so it's perfect. Yeah, very nice. Well, I know last week when we had Rachel on, and that one was such so much a fun. fun episode to record, and we got in the weeds on so many different things. Totally. But one thing we did talk about quickly that I mentioned was the Sexy Unique podcast, which is all about. <laughs> Vanderpump Rules. Yes. And I just don't feel that last week's episode, we devoted enough time to the greatness <laughs> that this podcast truly is. Let's go back. I'm so glad, too, because now I'm listening to it as of this week. Since exactly. we talked about it so much. You've been forcing it down my throat, uh-huh. really. Yeah. So I listened this week. I am now a fan. It's so good. And I really have been kind of bouncing all over. I think I started really listening to it last week, like, on the way to the airport to pick up Rachel. I just listened to an episode and was like, okay, this is really good. And then I went on, and the next episode had Ronnie Karam from Watch What Crappens. We love. And I felt that the conversation that he had with the host was so seamless and great. And they talk about different parts of the show and pick it apart, but then have other conversations. You know, I think it's my favorite go-to for a recap at the show of Vanderpump Rules, for sure. Fair. Um, but you had listened to one with Leslie Grossman, and... Yes. I hadn't had a chance to listen to that one when we were talking about this the other day, and I finally did listen to it yesterday when I was getting ready, and I had to stop and put my makeup down because I was crying <laughs> it off. I was laughing so hard when she was talking about how upset she was with Ariana Maddox from the show for hating her body so much. <laughs> she was like, she is literally the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. Her body is perfect. It's banging. Why am I not being stoned? Yeah, if you don't think your body's good 
know? Then why am I not being spit on in the streets? <laughs> it was, it was oh, hilarious. She's funny. So good. And then I know you had shared it with me, but listening to her talk about how reality stars work for us. <laughs> Please tell this theory because I'm obsessed with it I'm now. obsessed and I agree with it too, is the fact that, you know, so Leslie is an actress. You can find her on um, Popular back in the day, a lot of Ryan Murphy shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was talking about like, yeah, Juliet Roberts got into the business to be an actress and play other characters. And so us attacking her at the Ivy in Beverly Hills is not what she signed up for. But Jax and everybody from Vanderpump Rules signed up to be themselves. You want another season? You'd be nice to me. I watched her show. That's how you get, like, a contract again. Yeah, she says she gets starstruck, starstruck by nobody, really, but reality stars, and she has no problem accosting them in public yeah. because they work for her. for me. You work for me. And I was like, yes, yes, she's so right. So right. If I don't go see a Julia Roberts movie, that's not taking her down. She's still gonna. She still has her cachet. She's, she's gonna she's make okay. another movie. But if we all stop watching The People's Couch, like on Bravo, it doesn't get picked up for another season, and away. that's why you can't watch that show anymore. So you need to continue to go on TV and dance like a fucking monkey. Absolutely. To keep me watching. You work for me. I love that story when she was <laughs> like, I went into like a sandwich shop, and he was there, and I just was like, kind of a picture. He's like, whoa, whoa, what's your name? Why does it matter? <laughs> she stopped. Well, he stopped her and goes, um, hi, my name is Jack. She goes, I know your name. I know your name. <laughs> I know your name. I watch you on TV. I want a picture. I, think, I don't go up to strangers that I don't know and ask for a photo. I go up to strangers who I know their name and their backstory and ask for a fucking photo. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. I was, I was driving, <gasps> listening to that. I was tickled. It was so good. And I just highly suggest that everybody, if they're a Vanderpump Rules fan and a podcast fan, but they tune in and subscribe to Sexy Unique Podcast because <laughs> it's so good. And it's about an hour and there's tangents and other side conversations, but yeah. I just feel she like it flows. Yeah, no, it's I have boring. to say, like, it's a great podcast. And so I just needed to give it the time and energy it deserved on our show. Fabulous. Thanks. Um, do you have any more pop-ups or Those should we get into pop-ups. it? pop-ups. Let's just start talking about the real-ish. Uh, all right. You want me to go? Yes. Weirdly, I didn't plan it this way, but I have a 90s nostalgia podcast. Amazing. Not really. It's not about, it's a, the subject matter okay. is the 90s. Perfect. Or something from the 90s. Um, so I guess we accidentally have a theme this week. There it is. Uh, so this podcast that I'm going to tell you about today is called Conspiracy Theories. I do love a conspiracy theory, and we don't know about the terrorism one, but I guess we'll talk about this. Uh, you know, I like to listen to weird stuff, yep. and Conspiracy Theories is part of the ParCast network. I love ParCast. Again, I love the way that they name their podcast. <laughs> Serial killers. Cults. Conspiracy, conspiracy theories. theories. I know what I'm fucking getting, so thank you, ParCast. Uh, the episode, the Conspiracy Theories episode is called The Death of Kurt Cobain. Oh, did you have? I had no idea there were conspiracy theories. Well, he's part of the Twenty Seven Club, isn't he? He is part of the Twenty Seven Club. They're, therefore, there's always going to be question marks around the guys and girls in the Twenty Seven Club. I thought that it was just terrible coincidence. It is, but it also isn't in the sense that, like, it's not DJ DJ Jazzy Jeff who died at Twenty Seven. It's like Amy Winehouse, Kurt Cobain, people who were right icons in their own living life. That's why I think it's crazy and has conspiracy theories around it. Yeah, and you know, I know that Jim Morrison and some yeah. other people that are part of that Twenty Seven Club had died way prior to Kurt Cobain. Uh-huh. But do you think in nineteen ninety four it was already called that, or did it take Kurt and a few more deaths for people to go, "Wow, that's a lot of rock stars that died." At I wouldn't be surprised if it was Kurt's that made them go, like, "Okay, now yeah. we're seeing a pattern." People who we think are literally living legends in their own right and changing the music industry all can't make it past twenty seven. Yeah, what's going on? Well, <laughs> yeah, and I, I didn't. I always thought that was just chalked up to they lived their lives so hard. They did though. You know, but all of those people uh-huh. did that we've mentioned. So let me get into it a little bit. Um, I the title just caught me because I was like, "There's a conspiracy theory that you know about Kurt Cobain's death." So I gave it a little listen. Um, they talk a lot in the beginning of the podcast about how he kind of grew up and all of that stuff, which not super interesting. Don't really need it so much. But you know he is from Seattle. Um, he kind of had a tumultuous upbringing, but nothing real super terrible. His parents split up, and he had trouble adjusting. Uh-huh. Um, and he kind of withdrew and um, moved in with friends for a while because he was shuffling back and forth between his parents' house. Okay. But you know nothing like I say, overly traumatic yeah. that, that happened to him. 
But so, and for anyone that may not know, he went on to start a band called Nirvana, little which band. was a little bit popular yeah. uh, back in the day in the early '90s, and especially their second album, Nevermind. Yeah, that is the big one, so still good. the big one. Um, so he started dating Courtney Love, who he later married, right before uh, they recorded Nevermind. And they fell in love, like, super hard. And just like I talked about a few months ago, they did fall in love, but they also had a third love, and that was heroin. <laughs> they did lots and lots of heroin. Um, but it they doesn't... They the 90s Sid and Nancy. Yeah, they are the 90s version they of Sid are. and Nancy, except that we still have Courtney. Do we? <laughs> Physically, <laughs> I know. She's still but... alive. She's still out there making trouble. And the woman that Courtney Love is, from what they're saying on this podcast, was always that way. Yeah. So yeah. nobody in Kurt's life liked her because yeah. she had zero problem antagonizing anybody. Yeah. And everybody. We also, when she threw her makeup at Madonna during the exactly. VMA. You know what I learned? On Red this carpet. Pod, what I learned on this podcast is they have old beef. Yeah. Which I didn't know. Because Hole, which was Courtney Love's band, uh-huh. Madonna tried to sign them when she was starting a record label, mm-hmm. and Courtney was just such a pain in the fucking ass during negotiations. Madonna was like, "Forget it, yeah, drop it, yeah, yeah." And uh, so yeah, so anyway, they they get married in Hawaii after Nirvana was released, but she actually made him sign a prenup because she fully believed that she was going to be a bigger rock star and make a lot more money than good him. Good for her. So she feel like him. you own your confidence. Yeah, good for him, but also, like, Hole wasn't that great. No, but she believed that she was good. So, like, she good for her to have that confidence. So, anyway, they get married, they get pregnant, they have Frances Bean. She's let it slip, though, that she would give interviews and openly talk about that she and Kurt would doing heroin. Yeah. And I guess after the... Uh, while she was still pregnant, I think she talked about having done heroin with with him, and they put together like the public the put timeline. together the timeline and was like, uh, "You were pregnant doing drugs." Oh yeah. So they got a lot of scrutiny from the public for that. And the fact that Francis Bean is even a remotely a good person to this day, right? Well, the way she was, she was definitely born uh-huh. on heroin. Well, actually, she was born on methadone because oh. Courtney was on methadone to keep the heroin uh, withdrawal at bay while Amazing. she was still pregnant. But because the public really kind of scrutinized them for this, yeah. um, it really sent Kurt to, into a, a big bout of depression. He actually went to rehab while uh, Courtney was pregnant. And Courtney had to go into the hospital, like I said, and go on methadone. Um, so that uh, good that she stopped using drugs, yeah. but she had to be on this other drug to keep the heroin withdrawal yeah. at bay. So Frances Bean was born in 1992, and five days later was taken away mm-hmm. um, because she was basically born addicted. Yep. Um, and this really kind of spurred Kurt to want to clean up a bit and be a uh-huh. good father and get his daughter back. So in March of 1993, they do get her daughter, um, they get Francis back and he's trying to live sober, but I guess for his entire adult life, he had chronic stomach pains oh. and to him, the only cure was heroin. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, would, it would make his belly feel better. So he winds up, uh, overdosing at one point because he had tried to quit and then he went mm-hmm. back and had too much and he overdosed. Courtney, like, stuck him, I think, with some, whatever it is you do to bring overdosers back. She knew what it was and probably saved his life. EpiPen? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Whatever they did in uh, Pulp Fiction. I think it was an EpiPen, yeah. to the heart, whatever. But uh, the cops came that time that he overdosed. And then two months later, the cops came back out because she called about domestic abuse, claimed that he was pushing her around. And while the cops were out on that second visit, they took three guns out of the house. So... Then in uh, 1994, early 94, late 93, early 94, um, he goes out on tour with Nirvana, but he's just having trouble. He's also, I didn't realize this about Kurt Cobain, but his fans' behavior really weighed on him. Mm. For instance, if he would see kids doing heroin, it would really upset him. Um, There was a story where two... um, Two teenage boys raped a girl, and it was reported they were singing a Nirvana song yeah. while they did it, and he was really, really bothered by it. And it would spur him to call Courtney crying from on uh-huh. tour, and also spur him to do more drugs, even though he was trying to kick it. Um, and he wound up getting bronchitis, and the rest of that tour got canceled. He goes to Rome, and he brings Courtney and Francis after he stops touring. And while he's there, like they had, they said, a nice family day sightseeing. And then they had, Francis went away with their nanny, 
and Kurt called down to the front desk, asked for someone to go out and fill a prescription of Rufinol, Rufies, oh. and then ordered two bottles of champagne to his room oh. and was found unconscious yep. later on. Courtney claimed it was a suicide attempt, but he says it wasn't, just like party too hard. And <laughs> um, yourself sounds so weird. <laughs> yeah. So then around this time, too, he canceled Nirvana's appearance at Lollapalooza and Courtney was mm. pissed. Because of all the money they're going to miss out on. Because, of course, at this point, she's realized he's the cash cow. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. So she wants to keep that money coming in, but he canceled a giant performance and really cost them money. So they're fighting about it. There's rumors that they're starting to think about divorce. So then here comes, like, the timeline part. Okay. So March 18th, 1994, the police are called to their house again by Courtney. She claims that he's locked himself in a room with a gun and then he's suicidal. Okay. Well, the police come over and they knock on the room that he's in. He's like, oh yeah, you guys can come in. I just want to talk to her. Yeah. And so she has to admit to the police that she lied, that he wouldn't open the door for her. So she claimed that he uh, threatened suicide when he didn't. Yeah. And the police are like, all right, everything's fine here. But you know what? We're gonna, you do have two guns in yeah, this room. Let's just take those. So at this point, the police have taken five guns away from court and Kurt. Does he not have permits for them? Because you can't just take a gun. I don't know if there's... Unless you take them because of there's a potential suicide threat, and yeah. therefore that's a right that the cops have to take that gun. I, I think so, and yeah. I don't know the, the laws. This is in Washington, by the way. This is in their Seattle house. Mm-hmm. So I don't... Yeah, I don't know if the laws there say, like, if the police have a right. reason yeah, to believe you're going to harm yourself sure. or others, they can take your weapons. Absolutely. Right. I don't know. Second Amendment. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um, so anyways, so March 25th, about a week later... Uh, Courtney and the band and their manager held an intervention with him. And he agrees and he decides to go to rehab again. Um, but before he goes, he takes his best friend, Dylan, and they go buy a new gun. And Dylan puts it in his name because there are five confiscated guns that are in Kurt's name and he knows no one will sell him one. Yep. So Dylan buys him a gun. So March 30th, five days later, is the day he's going to move into rehab. And he... Um, doesn't talk to Courtney while he's there, but there are reports that an unidentified woman visited him in mm. rehab. And Sexy then, times? I don't know, but he checked himself out on April 1st. Oh, So okay. he's only there for a hot minute, and yeah. some, some lady came and visited, so that's suspect. Um, he called on April 1st, called Courtney, and said he was today leaving rehab. And, I know, I know today is April 1st. So right, 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 right. Good job. He left Courtney kind of a vague message that just gave her a woman's phone number Ooh. on her voicemail, which I, this is pre-cell phone, so I guess at home. Yeah. Courtney at this time is in Los Angeles with Francis, and when Kurt, and Kurt is in Los Angeles at rehab, but when he leaves, he flies home to Washington. Okay. So he shows up in Seattle on April 2nd and goes to the house that they have there, and the only person he sees is a man named Callie, who's their live-in Manny. Okay. Right? So... Yeah, Callie reports that he saw Kurt on the second and talked to him, and then Kurt left the house again saying he was going to town, and there are many reports in the next few days of him being seen with a woman around town. Uh Um, And then, hearing this, and knowing that his credit card is being used in Seattle, Courtney hired a private investigator now to follow him and to find out who that bitch was. Yeah. Turns out her name is Caitlin. She has... The detective go to Caitlin's house and follow them around, but does not ask the detective to go to their house. Interesting. So, uh, then she's also finding out within these few days that Kurt has used their lawyer to draw up a new will that completely cuts her out of it. Oh. But he has not signed it yet. Oh. Then, Courtney apparently asked the lawyer to find them the meanest, cruelest divorce attorney that she can. Yeah. So, it's, um, suspect, right, that she Mm -hmm. didn't ask the private investigator to go to her house, and the private investigator thinks it's weird, too. And he winds up hooking up with that friend, Dylan, and saying, would you show me around Kurt and Courtney's house? You have access. Yeah. And Dylan's like, yeah. So Dylan brings the investigator over. They're in the house. This is now on um, April 4th. And then they go to the house, and there's no sign of Kurt there. Everything seems fine. Well, the next day, Courtney asked them to go back. The pri- she found out that they had yeah. been there, but asked the detective and Dylan to go back to the house. So they do on April 7th. And Kurt is still not there, but now there's a note. And she claimed she wanted them to go to the house to look for a shotgun. She wanted to know if this shotgun was okay. in the house. So they go back, and they, they there's a new note now in the house. It's from that Manny Callie, uh-huh. and it's addressed to Kurt, and it's kind of chastising him. Like, you haven't called Courtney and tell her that you're out of rehab, but I called her and let her know. And, like, you're kind of being a shit. Uh-huh. Is this note from Callie to Kurt. It was not there previously. It's there now. 
And it also points out that it shows that Callie called Courtney to let her know he was out of rehab when Courtney had claimed that yeah. she didn't know. So he also, in this note, is telling Kurt that Courtney uh, was in the hospital because she was. She had uh-huh. overdosed again, and she was in the hospital, and he was going to L.A. immediately to take care of Frances. Got it. While she was in the hospital. So as soon as she gets uh, out of the hospital, she's immediately arrested for drug possession because yep. she did. And then she's released on bail that day and checks herself into rehab, the same rehab that Kurt had just checked out of oh, okay. on April 1st. So now, April 8th, um, back at the house in Seattle, a technician who was going to install a security system arrives and he looks through windows mm-hmm. and sees a man in this room over their garage, sees a man on the floor with blood. So he calls his boss, doesn't call the police, calls his boss, and the boss calls a radio station. Oh. Right. So the radios, I didn't know this A lot either. of this is coming back to me. Yeah. So the radio station actually reported yeah. it out. That's how the police found out. And that's also how the private investigator and Dylan found out. Oh. They happened to be together. They were on their way to check out a different house that Kurt owns to see if maybe he was there. Uh-huh. But they heard this on the radio. And so they come flying back. And so then the police are asking Dylan questions like, oh, you've been here the last few days. Why didn't you find him? And at first Dylan says, oh, I never thought to go up to this room over the garage. There's nothing in there. But then later he told the police he didn't even know the room was there. So he had changed his story. So the other interesting piece about this is Kurt's credit card was used around Seattle hours before he was found dead. But the coroner says that he had been there at least two days. Yeah. Dead. And then uh, with Kurt, there's another note that they claim is his suicide note. Um, also he's on his back when he's found with the gun between his legs, um, and his wallet and his cash are there, but only that credit card is missing from his wallet, Uh which is odd. And then uh, there's, there's a shell casing that's found in the room, but it's sitting on top of a jacket and the receipt for the gun that Dylan purchased for him is in the jacket pocket. Oh. It's like, that's real convenient. Yeah. So, um, Courtney, Courtney was in Los Angeles, so we know that she didn't do it. No. But did she hire somebody? Yeah. That's the question. Uh, did Dylan do, do it knowing that there was a whole lot of money that, right, you know, like with the will changing yeah. all that stuff, there was just a lot of money. Did Callie do it? He suspects kind of the timeline of when he yeah. saw him and knowing where he was versus saying he didn't know where he was. Or was it somebody else completely? Who was, who was Caitlin, the woman? Yeah. So there you go. We don't know. Those are the conspiracies that are out there. I will say that I found out, <laughs> I've been listening all the way to the end on yeah. my second listen of the podcast. This was part one, and next week they'll release part two, so maybe I'll oh, update you guys. Yeah. Or if that grabbed your attention, give it a listen for yourselves and yes. go on to find out part two on your own. But I had no idea that many questions were out there and that maybe even Courtney was suspect in yeah. the death of Kurt Cobain. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. I mean, it's obviously rocked her, and she's never been the same since, really. Right. Well, and obviously their daughter, too. You know, I really want to see that documentary that Francis Bean put out about her dad. Yeah. yeah. I really... I heard it was great. I've been meaning to see that. What is that called? Was it just called Kurt? I think it was. Yeah. I should look that up on Netflix. For sure. All right. That's what I have for today. <laughs> Crazy. Yes. I definitely care part... want to listen to part two to see if, like, these are the facts and then more... What else? Conspiracy yeah, what things will come out mm-hmm. next round. More weird evidence and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to go to a different lane. Okay. <laughs> Um, I also know last week we talked about Betch Slapped, a podcast from the girls at Betches.com. Yes. We love their Instagram. You love their recaps. I love their recaps. Um, so they have a podcast. They're at about 79 um, episodes now. They also own the other podcast that I've talked about called You Up. Oh, yeah. So um, I was listening to one. I listened to two today, actually, on my drive home. I listened to the most recent episode, number 79, and it was called Venmo, an app for finding your cheap friends. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to hit that. He's Venmo all the time. Right? So just as a little background, the hosts are Sammy and Aileen. They're CEOs, founders of Betches. They are best friends from Long Island. They both went to Cornell together. And one night, kind of drunk and stuff, they bought the domain Betches. And oh, started a blog. And in fact, where this all kind of ties into from like a money perspective is that one of the girls was like, oh, I'll buy the domain. And the other girl's like, cool, I'll buy Chinese food tomorrow. I was like, a thank you. That <laughs> they are that cheap. Uh-huh. Can I stop you real, real quick? Yes. Sidebar. You said the name Aileen, and I laughed to myself. So if you listened a few episodes ago, I did the story from my favorite murder Uh of Aileen Warnos, Uh Central Florida's female serial killer. But on the show, I called her Aileen the whole time. You did. Well, guess what? 
Martinis and Murder this week did an Ailey Mornos uh, episode, uh-huh. and they both called her Eileen the whole fucking show. So did you feel vindicated? I felt so much better about myself. <laughs> yes. Okay, back to you. Okay, well, this Aileen didn't murder. But she did start a really great... <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> we don't know. Um, but yeah, so like Betches is all encompassing. They also have a yeah. book called Nice is Just a Place in France. Fun. Uh-huh. And it's a snarky book. Love it. It's, have you read it? I think... Did I... I might have it on a Kindle somewhere. Okay. I just haven't read it yet. So um, in it, they talk about um, the food pyramid is out. Replace vegetables at the bottom of a period with pyramid with Adderall. And it's just like, <laughs> it's a bitchy kind of self-help book, but right. it's really like supposed to be hilarious. So anyway, like they were just talking about Venmo and how one of their friends um, was like, oh, look at this text message from a girlfriend of mine. She was on a date with a guy last night and the next morning woke up to a Venmo request from him that was like, your half of the drinks on our first date that you didn't even offer to pay for. Ah, I have seen stories on the internet uh-huh. like that. Same. And that's mm-hmm. where they were like, Venmo is making people cheap. Mm-hmm. And we are now finding out who's cheap. Like, if I'm at Trader Joe's and I'm like, hey, do you want anything? You're like, yeah, two bottles of wine. Like, you'll Venmo me $6. Yes. But it's like back in the day, it'd be like, just get me next time you're there. But right. now with Venmo, it's like, oh. I don't want to look like I'm shady. Here's your money right away. But then it's yeah. also like, yeah, give me my $6. <laughs> what am I going to do with those $6? You know what I mean? Barely There's a lot get a I co- can do with $6. <laughs> Barely get a coffee and a scone <laughs> at Starbucks. But so they were just saying like Venmo is really kind of opening you up to that world. Interesting. Especially for people who had no problem doing things like, oh, I got you, get me back later. Yeah. But then it's also become a great place for our friends who never get us back to be like, hey, you still owe me 15 bucks. Reminder. Oh, yeah. Reminder. Definitely Reminder. in that way. Uh-huh. And so then they were talking about Splitwise. So if you guys don't know what Splitwise is, it's another money app where we've done it before. You go on vacation with your friends. You say, I get the bill. You put it into Splitwise and say, I paid for everybody. And then it kind of divvies up the money. And at the end of the trip, you say, settle up. And it's like, all right, well, Amy paid $100. Erica paid 70 and then it figures, figures out the everything for you. out. It's great. And then you can go over to Venmo and you can pay in Venmo. It's great too because you can't be like, no, you didn't put that down. You uh-huh. didn't. Oh, but I paid the tip over here. Or, yeah. Because you're, you know, putting it down as you go. So there's no arguments at the end. Exactly. That's nice. It's so nice. And you don't have to do math. Like, it's yeah. really, yeah. really wonderful. And so um, they're like, is Venmo, ma- is Venmo making us cheap? Okay. And then they're also huge Vanderpump Rules fans, big reality TV. They Excellent. always kind of start their podcast with like a Vanderpump Rules chit chat. But um, one of the girls hadn't seen it this week, so they kind of were skipping over it. But they were just saying, like, it's really fucking annoying watching these reality shows where they're, like, complaining about money. And, like, oh, no, I don't have a job. Well, how am I yeah. going to make money? Yeah. And then it's come out that Jax makes $30,000 an episode on Vanderpump Rules and yeah, then okay. has sponsorships and things like that. It's like, you know, with The Hills, we had to pretend that Lauren Conrad wasn't fucking famous the entire time we were watching her on TV. Right. Isn't that why you said that's one of the reasons that you kind of still loved Real Housewives of New Jersey, like as long as you did before you did finally shut them off? Because at least they're the ones that would be like, no, I saw the cover of Us Weekly yes. that you said, yeah. instead of pretending that they weren't famous. Break the fucking fourth wall. Yeah, you work for me. Those this Jersey, is what I want. Yeah, those Jersey girls had no problem with being like, you told Page Six. Uh-huh. The New York girls now call it out. I, they for sure they are do. Everywhere. Page Six is... Especially a cast member. Yes, exactly. Um, but so at the end of this episode, they were talking about how they were starting another new podcast in their whole entertainment world. Okay. Which, by the way, ladies, if you're listening, will be a part of the Betches family ASAP. Yes. Um, we should do that. So they are starting a new podcast called Diet Starts Monday. Sh- <laughs> That's how I live every weekend. <laughs> Honestly, these girls are so fucking smart with their... That's I awesome. Mean, these bitches went to Cornell. I mean, they're not stupid by any means. So they were like... We did an episode a few weeks ago. You guys really liked us talking about, you know, healthy lifestyles and workouts and fitness. So we decided to create another podcast, Diet Starts Monday. And I was like, what episode? I'm going back to it immediately. Yes. So I did. And by the way, Betches is 30 to 45 minutes. Great, easy. You really do. You'll love it. So much pop culture, but friends chit-chatting. And so I went back. Episode 71 is you can still lose weight without a Fitspo Instagram. So Fitspo (laughs) being fit inspiration for those who don't know. So they were talking about how the two of them both went through, through their own like weight loss journeys, losing between 30 to 40 pounds, each of them. And just saying how, you know, they've always been on a diet it's like since they were like in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And like, this is just how they've lived their life. And okay, what do you think about Weight Watchers? And the one girl was like, I think it should be easy. Like, oh, it's just a point system. And the other girl's like, yeah, but you could eat an entire Snicker bars and be like done with my dinner today. Like, yeah, that's all I can have. And so they just had some really great conversations and like I said, that's when they were kind of even referencing the fake pyramid that they created back in the day. Like, veggies, use Adderall. Like, 
you know, champagne is your new water. Here's how you can lose weight. And so they just had a lot of conversation too about, you know, fitness influencers on Instagram mm-hmm. or any kind of influencer on Instagram. Just realize that these people are paying getting paid so much money to do what they do. They don't really love their third love bra all that much. No. They're being paid by third love yeah. to go on Instagram and say that yeah, they love exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. And that like, you know, acai bowl that they made this morning, well, it has bee pollen in it. And this chia seed from a small town in India that you can only get at, you know, thrivemarket.com. And yeah. nobody has time to do this. No. And they were like, am I keeping you up with that yawn over there? Sorry. <laughs> I did nap today. You got a little <laughs> I nap. Did, I did nap a little bit. Um, that's okay. But you no, know, they were like, all we can do is maybe get our asses up early enough to do a morning workout before work, yeah. and then try to eat healthy all day. Like I don't have time for the seventy different flax oils I should be putting <laughs> in a smoothie. And how dare you try to like inspo influence me to do those kinds of things on Instagram? Such a funny episode. They had me cracking up, but. They were like, you know, it worked for us. Like, we just found our own motivation to lose weight. And we really like talking about it. You guys have written in, asked a lot of questions. And so we're not experts, but we're your girlfriends and we'll talk to you about it the way any other girlfriend would. So I kind of dug it. Awesome. And I'm going to start listening to Diet Starts Monday. Oh, yeah. That sounds right. Awesome. Sounds so good. But yeah, it was a super pop culture week for me in the podcast world. Yeah. Well, kind of like. As per usual. As per usual. (laughs) But, you know, it was a busy, crazy week, so I don't blame you for not getting a a deep dive into something more serious. Yeah, no. Uh, Before we wrap up, I I think we have a new sitcom that we have to watch. Okay. So, uh, did you know Zach Braff was coming back to TV? Yeah, I did. I knew that, too, but I didn't know what his show was about. Uh And watching Roseanne earlier, they Uh had commercials for it. The show is called Alex Inc., Uh and it's about a man who uh, (laughs) quits his, like, high-powered corporate job and whatever he had because he gets inspired to start a podcast company (laughs) like a podcast network company and so like he makes his wife and his kids like get on board and like he's staying home now because he's working from home and he's Mr. Mom and he's gonna start a podcast network and I had no idea that's what the show was about. Oh my god, about, me neither. But now I'm super in. So uh-huh. follow us along. Of it. We'll be recapping Alex Inc. That's I'm sure. So good. Oh I my know. gosh, I love it so much. Yes. All right. Well, we'll see about that. Yep. And Roseanne. And Roseanne. I did. Oh, I, I recorded the Roseanne series. Okay. Good. Yeah. And then I can catch up on it. Yeah. But for now, I think I think that's episode 24. I think that's episode 24, guys. It was pretty 90s nostalgia, and I was here for it. I'm always here for 90s nostalgia. Absolutely. I wish I could go back and live that decade again, and like not be six to 16 for. You know, yeah, fun you fact. Know, we're, closer to, we're closer to 2030 than we are to 1999. Okay, let's not. <laughs> let's <laughs> and on not that super fun note, we've enjoyed bringing you guys podcast rerun this week. You can always find us on Facebook, Insta, and everywhere, and Patreon. Come check us out on Patreon Please. and listen to us get drunk and talk about our favorite things. That's good. one of our favorite. <laughs> yeah, that yep. is our favorite thing. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, then. So until next week, everybody, don't forget be, be kind, kind and, and rewind. rewind. Bye. Bye.